0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. The Crit Show contains
1: elements of horror, fantasy violence, and adult language. Content warnings can be found in the episode description.
2: quiz of sorts for all of us. Oh, no. Great. Um, Fantastic. You know
3: that only two of us have been taking notes. <laughs> not it. Don't worry.
2: <laughs> it's not related to anything you've thought about in easily a decade. Perfect. Why? Um, But we learned something about a friend of ours yesterday. <laughs> so I guess it's not for Megan. This quiz isn't for Megan. She already knows the answer. Let's say, I'm going to start with revealing as little information as possible. If you were going to guess an SNL cast member that Somebody in their 30s would have at one point been just obsessed with. Who who would you guess? Who would be near the top of that list? Someone in their 30s? Someone someone who is currently in their 30s was obsessed with an SNL cast member in their lifetime. Who would you guess? And I'll I'll keep adding information if okay. we're not honing in on it. Will Ferrell, okay? Um if it's late 30s, I'm going to say Chris Kattan, okay?
4: Oh, good one.
1: Kristen Wiig?
2: I can't fucking believe you got Chris Catan. It was Chris Catan. We learned that one of our friends was in love with Chris Catan. Saw Corky Romano in theaters multiple times. Three
0: times. <laughs> she
2: lived in Jersey and tricked her older sister into taking them to a taping of the Carson Daily show that Chris Kattan was going to be on, where they were refused at the door because they were under 18. And they had photo, not photoshopped, Microsoft Paint edited their birth certificates to pretend they were old enough to get in. <laughs> oh my God. For Chris Kattan. I
3: guessed that because I went to a high school that had a guy like that. His favorite thing to do was to leap on people and pretend to be Mr. Peepers.
2: Do you have his number? Because I feel like we might have a- No, but possible I'm sure I can find him on, on Facebook. <laughs> I just, of all of the people, like I was prepared. I can't believe you got that. I was ready to go like, <laughs> all right, let's say it's uh, let's say we're talking about the late 90s cast. Let's <laughs> say we're, I was going to get more and more specific. I would have thought my, my next guest after Will Ferrell,
4: I think would have been like, oh, somebody's crushing on like Sherry O'Terry.
2: Yeah, like Sherry O'Terry, like Molly Shannon, Will oh, Ferrell's a yeah. fair a fair guess. I feel like there was a like a two year
3: period where, regardless of ability or skill or talent or whatever, Chris Kattan was just the hot item on the show for some reason. That is baffling.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, this was so funny too because <laughs> the way this came up was we were talking about scary movies and <laughs> somebody had mentioned um the haunting of hill house mm. and so uh one one friend asked me like did you see haunting of hill house and i was like yeah it was really good this other friend she was like oh yeah for sure because i was like obsessed with chris katan and, <laughs> and then and then as she kept talking and jake and i in unison went wait what <laughs> because first we were like was chris katan in haunting of hill house uh, yeah. and we were like We've both seen that. I don't remember. We don't remember him being in that. And then the second part of that, I was obsessed with him filtered into our brains uh-huh. at the same time. And we were like, hold on. Whoa, go back. <laughs> it was uh, House on Haunted Hill, the 1999 movie
2: oh, that she was thinking oh. of. Oh,
0: it was just so funny of that, like, delayed understanding that she was obsessed with him. And then we, we were like, no, 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 back to this conversation. We're going to need you to we explain. To, we <laughs> need to delve into this. It was <laughs> so great. I was like, she's like, I'm so embarrassed. And I was like, no, I think this is a wonderful, like, aspect of your personality. I love you even more now. You need to know, how
2: many nights did you spend at the Roxbury? <laughs> it also, it kept, like, hitting me like a fresh one-two punch when she would name <laughs> Chris Catan things that I didn't remember existed. <laughs> like Corky Romano. Like she's like, I saw Corky Romano in theaters and like re- hearing Corky Romano, remembering that it existed <laughs> and realizing that she saw it multiple times in theaters was just like I'd been punched yeah. three times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then she gestured to her boyfriend and was like does this make more sense now oh my (laughs) god
3: and did he suplex her his (laughs) his
2: face just (laughs) fell instantly and he's
0: like i don't know how to feel (laughs) i was like i get it he's funny and he he's very animated
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh boy well i feel like um you know we are in the season of uh prepping for halloween so i think we all need to find our related halloween costumes
2: of oh, just a bunch of different chris Chris-catan
4: characters.
2: <laughs> talk about an obscure dragon con group <laughs> who oh who God. gets to be peepers because i know that's got to be top uh, either peepers or mango has to be like top mango. of the list yeah it mango okay
0: i feel like jake if you're peepers it'd be like the episode where <laughs> the rock played <laughs> <laughs>
4: I forgot about mango until you'd said that. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Well, just a
3: reminder, if you uh, have a Chris Kattan costume or, you know, some some other costume uh, that we are having our crit or treat. Uh, and the deadline for that is November the 3rd, and we will draw some winners at random and send you a spooky package.
1: Mm-hmm. And if your costume is at all Crit Show related or you're somehow posing with our logo, uh, we will put your name in twice. If your costume is Chris Katan related, we'll put your name in three times. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was literally gonna say the same thing. I was like, I'll make the executive decision here.
3: <laughs> <laughs> or if you can find and dress up as the character in the Crit Show that I modeled after Chris Katan. You just win. <laughs> <All> <laughs> right. There's one specific character that was modeled after Chris Kattan. Good luck.
0: We don't know what a bite does. I do. Well, okay, but like we said, we don't know exactly what these things are, so we know that they'll eat your finger, but what happens to you afterwards? Do you turn into one of them? Does some disease take you over? Like, we don't know what to expect with that.
3: You do find a area marked on the map where it is still technically part of Wittershin's Hollow. It is not part of the town proper if you were just to look at it from the sky, but it is still part of this little town and it is where the Buckley's residence at least was. Are you wanting to make this a temporary thing or are you wanting to make it something like some of the spells on the helicopter where it takes damaging the rune to have its effect no longer be
2: active? I think this is like Taking some of the panels off and like putting the runes on the inside and, you know, bolting them back on, making this a, a semi permanent effect.
3: You all pull out of her garage, head through town and out of town, and after a few minutes of driving, you hear the sound of a very loud engine coming up behind you. Headlights and lights on a roll cage kick on as. The area around you is flooded in light, and this large truck bears down on you.
0: Can I roll jinx? Yeah. 11.
3: All right, you get a hold, too.
0: I'm going to interfere with what a monster minion or bystander is trying to do.
3: Yeah, what's that?
0: I think the random coincidence that occurs is that some of the lights on top burst, and it disorients them uh, and they hit something in the road.
3: Yeah, you see this burst come from the roll bar and and the truck swerves a bit and slows down. You've got a little bit of space now between it and you as they try to
4: recorrect their path on the road. What are we doing from here? Are we, we going to stop and try to engage them on the ground? What are we doing?
0: Uh, I slowed them up for a second. Let me see if I can uh, determine what they're, they're planning uh, and I'm going to try to tune in. All right, roll it. Six.
2: Can I help? How so? Tell me if you'll accept this. Okay. I climb up and adjust one of the side view mirrors because it has a particular rune that I carved behind it that in pointing it more back towards their vehicle, it helps her focus what she's trying to do in their direction. <laughs> 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 I mean, um, I've this gotta is... roll for it still.
3: And you're a monkey. I'm a monkey. You're a monkey. I don't think that uh, your attributes aid in this in any way.
2: I got a tail. I got an extra point of contact, what for climbing up to the the mirror. Sure, but I just
3: mean in the sense of like a help out role.
2: Oh no, I don't think so. Yeah,
3: Boy, keep talking. You almost got me.
4: (laughs) I'm out. I don't have anything else. I don't have any more to try and sell you on. That was all I had. Can I help out by like standing up in the, in the seat here, like looking back. No, because
3: we do not endorse standing up inside of moving vehicles <laughs> on the crit show. But, Jake, roll
2: your dice. But gunfights from within them is just fine. <laughs> yeah, as long as you're sitting down. Come yeah, on, man. As long as you're seat in. Oh, but trunk mix is okay.
1: <laughs> no one said trunk mix was okay.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Two. <laughs> <laughs> Some things are meant to be. <laughs> He adjusts the mirror and it blinds me.
2: <laughs> it blinds. I'm like climbing across your lap and I hit the mirror and it just blinds us both. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> gosh.
3: Megan, what is the fail on that move, If you if you wouldn't mind?
0: On a miss, the monster becomes aware of you.
3: You know, we just talked about how this effect, the intent of it was to keep hidden all of the magic. <laughs> But you invoked on your help out messing with the runes, and then you failed. And her thing is the monster becomes aware of you. <laughs> Jake is doing the uh, Jim Carrey from Liar Liar, has no uh, rebuttal.
0: <laughs> it's from Dumb and Dumber.
3: Oh, I think of it from Liar Liar. I think
2: it's both. I think it's just a Jim Carrey
1: <laughs> staple. It might just, just yeah. be a Jim Carreyism. Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: But boy, I'm open to other suggestions.
2: I would struggle to think of something that makes more sense. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, yes, as you see the truck start to readjust, you hear the shattering of glass, and in the dark, a figure leaps out of the passenger side of this vehicle onto all fours and up beside the car and slams its head into the side of the car And you hear some of the metal giving, and it causes you to swerve a little bit.
1: No, no, no. I'm straightening the steering wheel uh, and just sort of, like, looking in the rear view, looking in my side mirrors, looking at the road, trying to see, like, what's the best thing that I should be doing right now?
2: Yeah, why don't you roll read a bad situation? I thought that was going to be, like, Kim, future Kim who's always had somebody pull the car around, doing her best to describe what driving must be like. (laughs) I am straightening the steering wheel. I am looking at the mirror.
1: I'm hands are on 10 and two. 10 and two. (laughs) Thank God I can roll this move plus weird because of one of my moves. That's a seven.
3: All right, you get to hold one.
1: Go with me on this, Rev. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. When
1: I ask what's my best way in, I mean into this combat with the Buckleys. Do I feel like it's better to engage them within the vehicle or to try to like get into the woods in the hopes that they'll get out of their car? Right
3: now, you have got a large vehicle behind you and one of the passengers has leapt out and caught up with the car and slammed it with their head, rocking it. Staying in the car gives you the advantage of speed if you're trying to use it. You know for a fact, I think just based off of Jake's description of it probably before he had you drive, this car could outrun this truck if it could find a straightaway. Yeah, Getting out of the vehicle removes the danger to anyone else who might be on the road. It also frees all of you up to move around and do what you do best. I think that your sense is that if you plan on staying in the car much longer, your best bet will be to stay in the car. If you're going to try and get out of the car, though, you should do it as soon as possible. Like, it seems that the truck behind you is trying to push you further down the road. Like, there might be something further down the road no
1: no 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 no. okay okay two options um either uh if we if we stay in the car uh we could probably outpace them uh and hope for the straightaway to get away from them the issue that i'm anticipating is that i feel like they are trying to uh push us towards something like there's something bad some sort of like trap or choke point further down the road. I could drive off into the woods in the hopes that they follow us on foot but then, you know, then we're on foot. Alright, at least slow up a little
4: bit right now. Uh, let him get up on our ass, the one still driving.
1: Okay, okay, okay.
4: Once it gets close enough I want to run across the ass of this car and jump up onto the hood of the truck. Yeah, roll act under pressure. Twelve. <laughs>
3: Yeah, you are able to leap off of the back of the Impala onto the front of this truck. And as you land on the hood, you can see inside there is a driver sitting behind the wheel, very large, very bulky. And he is grinning with two large tusks sticking out of his mouth. He's got one arm partially hanging out the window. And you can see that the passenger window is shattered out. And as you land, he grins at you.
4: Didn't you ever think it was weird that Elmer Fudd never hunted after Porky Pig? And I want to take a shot. Boy, I think this
3: is going to be another act under pressure to do this while he's doing whatever it is he's going to do with the car in response. Okay. Jesus. Ten. What is your damage?
4: Three magic messy.
3: You pull the trigger at the windshield and you see part of his tusk and snout just tear off as you fire this into the cabin. And he lets out a high-pitched squeal and slams on the brakes. Uh, You are able to hold on to the truck as he stops. By the time it is stopped, he has already climbed out. And somewhere in the distance, you can hear another of those squeals.
0: When you say in the distance, how far in the distance and from what direction?
3: How far is hard to tell. The direction is in front of you. But you all have a Buckley slamming into the side of your car right now. Yeah. As you're starting to
2: slow down. Hit the brakes. Okay. So this Buckley is keeping pace with our car, right? Yes. Cool. As Kim hits the brakes, I want to throw up a lightning wall in his path that momentum will carry him into.
3: All right. And this is with your combat magic, correct? Yep. All right. So roll kick some ass, but with weird. So really roll use magic.
2: Uh, 10. All right. What is your extra effect? I will inflict terrible harm. So this is... All told, three harm, messy, magic, barrier, close, one armor, obvious, loud. There's a lot of tags. Yeah. A lot of them don't matter right now.
3: Kim slams on the brakes, and you put up this wall of lightning, and the Buckley, who is keeping pace with the car, slams into and through the wall that you have put up. Uh, You can see that they come out the other side. Singed in spots.
0: How uh <laughs> how has his mobility been affected? Is he kind of struggling to stand or does it look like he's like primed and ready to maybe hit us again?
3: He still seems pretty good.
0: Cool. I'm gonna uh aim my crossbow at him.
3: Okay. Roll we'll kick some ass.
0: Six.
1: Can I try to help? How so? Uh by uh taking my foot off of the brake and uh maneuvering the car so that Megan has a better shot? Yeah, we'll help out. Four.
3: Cool. Oh. <laughs>
0: I'm halfway to leveling
1: up again. <laughs> we can't help out today.
3: Kim starts to try and maneuver the car to give Megan a better shot at this Buckley. And the Buckley lowers on to all four again and charges at the car. At the last second, he leaps and snatches Megan by the shoulder, lands on the other side of the car, and begins to sprint off into the woods with
2: her. <laughs> oh, no! Uh, I want to cast a spell. Yeah, we'll use magic. Ooh, box boxcars. What is your effect? Trap a specific person, minion, or
3: monster. All right, you throw this spell up, and it locks them into place, holding Megan. And as Jake casts this spell, the car is rocked again as it is hit from the front, and you see the third Buckley peering over the hood through the windshield at you, Kim.
1: I think I freak out and slam on the gas.
3: <laughs> yeah! You slam on the gas, and you feel the front end of the car start to rise into the air.
1: Jesus Christ!
3: <laughs> Tass, uh, what's this guy doing? Uh, he has jumped out of the car, and he is squaring off with you.
4: I want to shoot him like in the like the all region again.
3: Yeah, we'll kick some ass.
4: I want to break every tooth in that mouth. Twelve.
3: All right, what's your extra effect?
4: Inflict terrible harm.
3: Does so that move you up to four? Yep. You fire off the shotgun again at this Buckley as they are mid-sprint towards you, and they lower their head and gore you with their one remaining tusk. You take two points of damage, armor-defeating, as this tusk pierces into you.
4: Yeah, my God, I mean, I think he's just, as he's, like, barreling into me, tackling me, I just have that shotgun under his chin, and I'm just trying to keep laying shots into him.
3: So he has gored you, and I think that if you are just like riding on this to sound dirty but if you're just riding on his horn Hell yeah I think you can just keep doing damage to him, but he's going to do the same to you if you're not gonna remedy this having been pierced
4: yeah, yeah and I honestly I do I don't think I could do much with the gun at this range anyway oh right. like realistically so that's a good point. I think what I'm trying to actually do first is like, You know, the way that his tusk would be kind of up from underneath if he's charging like that. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to, like, wrench off of him and roll over his back.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, roll, uh, act under pressure. Okay. Seven. So you will be able to climb, essentially, over him and and get yourself off of this tusk, but you're going to take some damage in the doing. You're going to drop some stuff, or you're going to get some company.
4: I'll drop some stuff. I, I never go with that. I'm going with it today.
3: Yeah, I think that as you start to do this... He gives a bit of a throw at the last minute, uh, and I think that your shotgun is between you and he. Megan, you feel this Buckley locked into place as he is carrying you through the woods, and there's a moment of panic in his eyes, but then you can see that he smells something interesting on you, and he starts to open his mouth towards you.
0: I think I'm pulling and I'm trying to get away and I'm just saying, please stop. Please just let me go. You don't have to do this. You don't you don't have to do this. We can figure something out. Just stop, please.
3: I think that this could be one of two things. It could either be act under pressure to try and get away. You also now have access to Dark Negotiator, but that still requires the person to be reasonable and to be willing to be bargained with. And I don't think at least this particular Buckley is willing to be reasoned with. Um, So it's going to be an act under pressure.
0: Oh, man. All right.
3: But I do want to acknowledge that I felt you trying to reach out to him.
0: (laughs) Okay, great. I believe I can use just another day now because this is due to a monster that I'm acting under pressure. For sure, yeah. I can use weird. All right. That's a seven. (laughs) Oh, my The rolls today. Oh, my gosh. These dice are either like ones or sixes.
3: So I think that you are either going to take a little harm in doing this. You're going to leave something behind as you try to wiggle away or you're going to essentially break Jake's effect. You know, this is a magic effect that's going on, and, and you kind of squirming around inside of it, you know, the, kind of the equivalent of breaking the salt circle.
0: Right. I think I'm going to take some harm. I think um, I'm definitely wiggly and able to, you know, try and worm my way out of this, but this guy seems a lot stronger.
3: All right. So you take one point of damage, and as he bites onto your arm, you notice a very slight purple flare in his eyes
0: oh no is he still frozen in place then he is can I kind of check out what this was and now that I get an up close look at this thing without uh, the worry of it actively moving around me
3: yeah and I think he looks back at you and you hear in your head (gasps) this is a bit strange
0: oh my god how did did you do do that?
3: that I don't know I just could hear you all of a sudden you can hear me? Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty neat.
0: Why are you doing this? What do you mean? Attacking people on the road.
3: family has gotta eat.
0: Lots of people eat without attacking other people.
3: Oh, but they don't eat the good stuff.
0: I think I'm just gonna try to, I don't know if I can just like cut off myself to this. I guess I've never really tried.
3: I think this is up to you. You know, this is one of those moments where I think we're creating the lore. Can other people block you out or do you have the ability to, you know, talk into someone's mind if they're in line of sight?
0: Are you saying like anyone in general or other people that have telepathy?
3: Ooh. um,
0: Because that's kind of what I'm thinking. I don't think I've ever really blocked myself off from this because I've never encountered anyone other than like Mari.
3: Yeah. Who
0: could do it.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's a good point cuz right now he is exhibiting your same power set. What do you think if you were in character going around and someone with telepathic abilities was trying to to talk inside your mind, I feel like we'd probably give you a a role to block them out if you wanted to. Would you agree with that?
0: Yeah, I think it wouldn't just be like turning off a light switch. I think it would take a lot of like yeah. extra effort.
3: Um so yeah, give me a weird role. Okay. to close them out. 11 Yeah, you are able to shut that door and no longer hear his voice. Now that you have closed that voice off in your head and you're examining him without kind of that shocking element, why don't you roll investigate a mystery to get a sense of this Buckley and and what it is?
0: Seven. You
3: get a hold one.
0: Can I get what can hurt it?
3: (laughs) Yeah, because you saw this one pass through Jake's lightning wall and take damage and come out the other side pretty unscathed, But it still seems like it – like it doesn't seem like it didn't take that harm. So the thing that can hurt it is everyday normal stuff. But as they have eaten, they have essentially gotten extra vitality, extra toughness. So there's so much more to burn through. And if they eat in the course of the fight, they'll regain some of that. So it it really is anything, but you've got to basically burn through the metabolism of everything that they may have eaten before the fight.
0: Okay, I think I'm going to spend my last hold uh, for Jinx and say the target loses something you will soon find.
3: All right. Kim and Jake, a Buckley
2: is lifting up the front of the car.
0: Oh, God.
2: I am torn between who to help <laughs> in this scenario. Yeah. <laughs> everybody. There's
1: a lot going wrong.
2: Yeah, everybody is, is locked in eye contact with one of these fools, except for me. Yeah. Choose wisely. And And it really is. It's... Almost all points of the compass, you got problems. Yep. I'm just
3: going to climb out onto the hood and try to roast this one that's holding the car. I think first give me an act under pressure to climb out onto the hood of the car as he is propping
0: it up. Okay. Take advantage on this. I'm giving you one of my hold. Thank <laughs> God. <Well>, I was <laughs> going to say, does him being a monkey help him with this at all? Because he did my- very much have like that yeah. extra ability yeah, when he yeah. was a monkey We before. did talk
3: about that um, you, you know, got bonuses my
2: incredible nimbleness I would wasn't be...
3: thinking of you as being able to do magic as a monkey but we're past that point now <laughs> <laughs> <Great> <laughs> it. I think there would have been some minuses to that but yeah I, I think that you can get some benefit here climbing up this yeah, yeah as a monkey you can t- Fuck, man how okay. could you go you did, right. it. Roll, oh, just magic. did it roll okay yeah. so
1: he doesn't have to roll yeah I'd you don't have to ma- roll for that one
3: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> As a monkey, yeah, you can just skitter up the front of that hood. Okay, that's a 12 again. All right, what's your extra effect?
2: Uh, I'm going to gain the advantage, take plus one forward, or give plus one forward to another hunter. I'm going to give the plus one forward to Kim. Thanks. Okay. So this is a blast, which is two harm. It is fire, which is two more harm. And I have the executioner's boon. So it is an additional harm because I'm using my fire magic. So five harm, fire, magic close, obvious, loud. And it doesn't spread because I got a 10 plus on the roll.
3: All right. And I will tell you this, as you activate for the first time the Executioner's Boon, you feel deep inside the innate knowledge that you could let go of this boon. Instead of using it again, you could spend it and have it be gone to instantly kill someone who has performed an injustice.
2: All right. I will keep that in mind.
3: Kim, you see Jake as a monkey up on the front of the car throwing fire down at the Buckley who is lifting and now slowly setting down. Well, no, that's not true. He wouldn't slowly set it down. It's He's just very, very gingerly. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Um,
3: okay,
0: sorry. Hot, hot, sorry, hot, hot, sorry. All yeah. oh, so, right. Be cool. be
3: cool. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. Uh, here's the problem: is that I made it a car that I care about now,
2: uh, and you don't want to hurt it.
3: I yeah.
1: Finally, we found Rev's weakness.
3: Because what he should do is just continue the motion, but that makes me so sad.
1: Yeah, but that would but, also continue the trend of Jake's cars always immediately dying an episode into us getting them. <laughs> <laughs> we can fix it. We can rebuild it.
3: So I think, as much as it breaks my heart to say this, think that Jake, you take a point of harm. This is armor defeating. As this Buckley set ablaze, flips the car onto its top. Kim inside. You've mentioned many times about how you are small in stature. Yes. One of those moments where it greatly pays off as this <laughs> convertible comes crashing down onto the road.
1: Oh, my God.
3: And you uh, find yourself in a in a safe enough space inside of the car. But you are right now in an upside down car and you can hear Jake struggling to get out from underneath it in front of you.
1: Uh, I want to try to worm my way at, out from under this car.
3: Yeah, there's no problem. You've got the window there and the door, so.
1: Okay. What's happening with Jake and the Buckley?
3: So the Buckley is rolling around on the ground right now trying to put himself out, and Jake has got a leg pinned.
1: Can I help free Jake?
3: Yeah, why don't you roll Act Under Pressure to help get Jake out of here before this Buckley is able to put himself out and focus on the two of you again.
0: Okay.
1: Who, With a zero modifier, that's still a ten. Ooh.
3: Yes, you are able to help Jake get his foot out from underneath the hood of this car and position yourself a little bit away from this Buckley. He has gotten himself put out and is starting to rise back to his feet. Tass, you and this now one-horned Buckley are on a stretch of road slightly behind the rest of the crew, facing off with your shotgun on the ground between the two of you. What are you doing?
4: First, as we're squaring off... I think what I want to do is quick draw my headlamp and put it on to put a bright light right in his face as I dive for the gun. All
3: right, roll act under pressure. And I think that, um, I think you get a plus one for this. These pigs are not necessarily sensitive to light, but it is a bright light in the darkness. Um, so I think this is a, a forward as opposed to an ongoing.
4: Oh, awesome. Thank you.
3: 11. You are able to get to the shotgun and as you do, he stops and he sniffs the air and you see him glance back over his shoulder in the direction of the car and the rest of the folk.
4: Did he just roll out of the truck? Like, is it still running? It is still running, uh, but
3: he like used the brake. Like he didn't right. roll out of it. He's it in park. Correct. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Then I think I want to dive for the door. I want to jump up into the driver's seat, kick it into drive and come after him. Oh, my
3: God. I think roll we'll kick some ass.
4: Okay. 12.
3: What is your extra effect?
4: Extra harm.
2: <laughs> what do we think the damage on a car is? Uh, I know the summoned has a move where they can throw something big at somebody. Yeah. And if I remember right, a car does four harm. Okay. I don't know if it's equivalent to... Being thrown versus being driven,
3: yeah, because the like it's not far away. So we'll, we'll call it a three still, though. Like it's okay. got a it's got a good engine in it. Actually, right. a bus or a truck apparently does
2: five harm. Oh, it's a truck, but like what a is... truck, like a who's a, to like say, a, you know?
3: Me, he's like I am, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but extra harm. Yeah. All right, so four harm we'll call it. Four harm between friends. Um, <laughs> Tass, I'm gonna need you to take two harm. Ooh, you hit this Buckley with this car. And he seizes onto it and essentially suplexes it.
4: Oh my God.
1: Just like Final Fantasy.
3: (laughs) She yells from the other upturned vehicle (laughs) down the road.
1: Suplex Um, the train.
3: And as you land upside down in this truck, you can see this buckley on the ground and there is blood coming out of his mouth and his eyes close. Megan, the buckley in front of you inside of Jake's spell You see his eyes start to narrow, and the purple in his eyes glows a little brighter and a little brighter, and you feel like stones and twigs around you starting to lift into the air.
2: His hair turns blonde and spiky. He goes super saiyan. Super Samhain. (laughs) (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Stop it.
0: (laughs) I'll chat room quick with Tass and Jake and Kim. Just Just regular regular damage damage will hurt them. It takes takes a lot, lot. though. Don't don't let let them them bite bite you or or they'll take take your your powers. powers. I'm going to position myself so that the Buckley is in between me and my friends. And I'm going to hit it with Big Whammy and try and knock it back that direction.
3: All right. Roll kick some ass. Ten. All right. What's your extra effect?
0: Uh, I'm going to go with you force them where you want them.
3: Where do you want him?
0: I want him face down in the dirt, pushed back towards the rest of my crew. I'm gonna, still in pirate mode. <laughs> I guess you guys are my crew, but. <laughs> yeah.
2: He's going to love that. Pigs love that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, but re- like, really, I want I want to do this and it's it's painful, the blast in of itself, but I'm trying to get him kind of down and out and disoriented because he is trying to use telekinesis, yeah. my powers. I want him to not be able to focus. Okay.
3: Um, and how much damage does Big Whammy do?
0: That is to harm, close, obvious, ignore armor. Okay. I know this breaks Jake's hold that he has on him, the spell that's keeping him here. Uh, so I don't know how that works with like taking harm back from this kick some mass mm-hmm. or whatever, but I do know that he is like now free of that.
3: Yeah, you let out this blast of energy, and this Buckley goes flying backwards, and you see his eyes flare up for a brief moment as he goes, and you are also pushed back. You take one point of damage. Um, It is not armor-defeating as he knocks you to the ground. But I think the thing that you see happen is blood spurts out of his nose. Using telekinesis for the first time, not exactly sure how to handle it, and he did himself harm. And when he lands, he is unconscious. He is still breathing, but he is unconscious.
0: Okay, I'm going to use my hummingbird necklace to absorb that one point of harm.
3: Okay. Jake and Kim.
0: Uh, I'm gonna
1: hit this guy with my sensor while he's still trying to put out the fire.
3: All right, roll kick some ass.
1: Three.
3: All right, Kim, you step in and try to swing your sensor at this buckley as they are getting up off the ground after dousing the fire that Jake had poured onto them. It takes a step back as you swing and the sensor wraps around his tusk and he flings his head throwing you off of the road and into a tree. Uh, you take two points of harm, not armor-defeating, as you crack into the tree.
1: That did level me up.
3: Oh, okay, what are you gonna take?
1: Uh, I'm going to take a move from another playbook.
3: Oh, what one?
1: I'm gonna take fortunes from the initiate.
3: Why don't you tell us what that does?
1: Uh, sure. Once per mystery, you may use uh, divination techniques to predict the future. Uh, If you look at what the future holds, roll plus weird. On a 10 plus, hold 3, and on a 7 to 9, hold 1. On a miss, you get bad information, and the keeper decides how that affects you. Spend your hold 2, have a useful object ready, be somewhere you are needed just in time, take plus 1 forward or give plus 1 forward to another hunter, or retroactively warn someone about an attack so that it doesn't happen.
3: So this is kind of like any of those old sci-fi either stories or books where someone like takes a fall or gets into a car accident and suddenly they can see the future. Like this hit on the tree made you see <laughs>
1: into the future slightly differently. I final destinationed myself. <laughs>
2: this like unlocked a chakra. Yeah. Jake? Uh, I think I pull off the monkey mask like as I get dragged out from under the car so that I resume being a person. Uh, he applauds.
1: Wow!
2: (laughs) Are you disarmed enough to surrender? No, I just wasn't looking forward to eating a monkey. Fair enough. I'm going to burn him again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, roll kick some ass. 11. All right, what's your extra effect? I suppose I will suffer less harm. All right, so how much
3: harm do you do in total? Five. That's a lot. It is a lot. So much fire damage. Yeah. Yeah, you let out this blast of fire, and the Buckley is charging at you, and you are just covered in ashes as the last few steps he roasts thoroughly through and collapses into a pile of embers.
4: I crawl out from the wreckage of this tipped over truck and I look back down the road. Status,
0: what do we got? Uh, Yeah, if it looks like he's unconscious, I'll walk over to him and y- yell out, I got this one down, but he's still alive.
3: Uh, and I think as you walk towards him, you do find something that he dropped it is a keychain uh, it has got a couple of finger bones on it that are carved into the shapes of different keys
0: oh god oh gosh i'll put it in my pocket
4: what about number three ash
1: kim i'm <laughs> just scanning the <laughs> trees
0: peeling myself off of a
1: tree you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. And I'm going over to the ashed Buckley and trying to sort of like kick my sensor out of the ashes.
3: Yeah, you're able to retrieve it.
4: I put another bullet in the one near me and uh, look through. I, I, don't, I don't think I have any concept of what Megan has found. So I'm just like looking for a cell phone, looking for any indication of how they might communicate uh, back with the others.
3: Yeah. As you go through this one's pockets, it doesn't have anything on it uh, other than a pocket knife, a leather strap for sharpening, and some loose change. But I think that as you are kicking around in his pockets and stuff, uh, you hear the sound of vibration coming from inside of the overturned truck.
4: Oh, yeah, I'll dig around for that. Is yeah. it like a like a text vibration or a call?
3: You know, you can set those things so personalized, <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard to know. Um, But you do find a phone in the glove compartment.
4: Okay, I'll pull it out.
3: Uh, It's got a missed call on it.
2: I'm going to jog over to the group. So is there a reason to keep this one alive?
0: I don't know. I tried to reason with him and nothing I said got through. He was having fun doing this. But maybe now that he sees his brothers are dead and his life is maybe threatened, that might change his tune and we can get some answers at least to where Aurora is being held.
3: And I think as Megan says this, Jake, you get that little bit of spider sense that if you were to, quote unquote, convince this Buckley to give you the information that you want by any means necessary, that would sure please the torturer. Uh... And again, none of these you have to do. I'm just letting you know when the moments
2: come up. And I appreciate that. (laughs) Let me ask you this. Yeah. Having like spent the resource to get the ping Mm -hmm. on this mystery. If a different opportunity that would please a different god were to come up in this story, would I get that one?
3: So you will get notifications until you act on one. Okay. It may even be another notification from the same god, but you'll keep getting them until you um,
2: act on one. I want to look at the bite wound on Megan's shoulder. So you said if they bite you, they get your powers. Does this one have your powers?
0: Yeah, I don't know how long it lasts, but as soon as it bit me, there was that kind of pink purple energy just flashed in its eyes and he used telepathy and got in my head and i blocked him out and then he tried to use telekinesis and it started to work but he didn't know what he was doing and hurt himself and i knocked him out
4: well can can you read it like any of you kim can you touch something on him to see if i don't know you get images of where he came from or like can you Megan maybe see what they were going to do like where exactly they would go next if they'd caught us or I don't know anything while he's still alive
1: I could get a read on objects are better like I don't know if he checked his pockets
0: I can't really tell what it was going to do like by trying to search its mind I kind of just get in the moment of what it is planning uh, I did I did find this though that he dropped and I gingerly pull out the finger bone keys out of my pocket.
1: Eh, This isn't the weirdest thing I've tried to get a reading off of. I will uh, touch the (laughs) finger keys.
3: Yeah, roll Investigate a Mystery.
1: Hell yeah, 10. You get a hold too. So my first one, where did it go? Or (laughs) where does it go, this key? Yeah,
3: so there are a couple of keys on here, but one of them, the oldest looking one, is the one that draws your focus, and there is a door in a hallway behind the boulder that this unlocks. And it is a big deal that he has this key because this key is passed on from generation to generation. It is not duplicated. They could break the door down, but there's something important about the lock and the key and the door in this place to them. Um, And so the fact that he has it is important, um, but you do know that it goes to a door that is hidden behind that boulder.
1: Okay, I'm going to sort of let the other keys kind of fall away in my hands and just hold this specific key. And I'm going to ask the hold that I get for free, what happened here?
3: This is the place where the very first time the Buckleys gave in to those stranger, dark, hungry impulses, something about that place became a ritual spot for them. So whenever they do something that is important to the family, they always do it inside of that room. It is a a place of power for them and perhaps even a place of transferring or gaining new power.
1: What is being concealed here?
3: The thing that's being concealed here is that this place that the Buckleys go to to do things important to the family is a place of power and you know that there is a ceremony going on that is transferring the head of the household from one buckley to another, with anybody related to the devourer, power is going to be important. So in this ceremony, there is going to be a moment that the group there will be as weak as they're going to be. But at a certain point, one of the buckleys is going to become much, much more powerful as they not only gorge themselves on the meal presented, but also on the one that they are taking position and power from.
0: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
3: Hi, folks. Let me see if I can sum up Midnight Burger in about 25 seconds.
0: Really, big monster? Zero irony. Pardon me, Gloria. Might my husband and I have a word?
3: The radio is talking to me. So this is how it ends, eaten by wolves in space.
0: There's a pocket dimension in the deep freeze.
3: This is the stupidest dystopia we've ever been to. What the hell is that?
1: Because you're having a cigarette? In 415 million B.C.? Where are we? Space.
3: Can you narrow that down?
1: The bad part?
3: Ava. Yeah, that didn't work at all. At the nexus of all things, there is a diner. Look for Midnight Burger on your favorite podcasting app or just go to weopenat6.com.